Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, my name is Eric Engel with another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Jolene. Tell me what we got today. Today we have a wife who uh, expressed her struggle to have sex because she is insecure with her outer appearance. And um, here's her message. Hi, uh, my name is Mary and I feel like I, I know I'm overweight and sometimes it's hard for me to make love to my husband because I'm overweight and I feel I'm attractive. Uh, he tells me I'm attractive but I feel that I'm not. So what can I do to um, enhance my sexual life? Okay. So what do you think about that? I think, well, Mary's got a great husband because he's drawn to her. And Mary is like every other wife I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, bottom line is Mary's not satisfied with how she looks right. or, how she, or just physically uh, how large she is, how you know overweight. She feels she's overweight, right? Right. I don't know if she is overweight, but she feels like she's overweight, which... Every woman feels that way, <laughs> yes, right? For the most part. Even like yes. these these stick models that weigh right. 98 pounds, they, you know, someone well, tells them that they're fat. Well, you have all the anorexia and bulimia going on. So it is a predominant issue amongst women. Okay. okay? So let's, let's so, assume that she's not 98 pounds, that uh, she does have a few extra pounds that uh, she has put on that she doesn't feel good about. Well, I'd say welcome to the club. <laughs> Uh, not only on the female side, but the male side. I, right. you know, I got a few pounds lbs that I could get rid of as well. Yeah, you know, burgers and fries are so much more delicious than a salad. That, that's right. <laughs> so what could she do? She could work on losing the weight so she'll feel feel better about herself. But we all know how hard that is. It's not. It's it's not an easy task to do. I'd much rather do anything else than, you know, eat eat salads, drink shakes, and, and exercise. But if I want to feel comfortable with you in the marriage bed, then I need to tend to my outer appearance. Okay. That is me. That is me saying that. That is not you saying that. Well, and, I, and she didn't mention anything about her husband having any issue with right. this. Maybe he does, but he's a great guy and keeps his mouth shut. By the way, advice to all you guys listening right now. Don't tell your wife her butt's big. Yeah. And don't say, <laughs> oh, hey, you need to go out and do some lunges or something and get rid of that. because you know, buying her a treadmill for Christmas? Eh, wrong answer. Right. If, you know? Just on a side note, if you're a guy and you want your gal to lose weight, here's what you do. You say, hey... I've thought about getting more active. Would you like to join me? Okay. And that is the way that you lead her rather than push her. If you say, hey, you need to lose some weight, you're lost already. You're going to, you screwed the whole thing up. So lead her, do it with her, and be prepared to put in as much or more work than her to show that you're there to help her. Is that good advice? Yeah. That's yeah. great advice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back you for that do one. That. That's great advice, love. That's great advice. Thank you. Okay. Well, and I don't think men realize how hard it is, you know, for the female body after we've 
age, deal with hormones, have children. And here's the other thing. We put so much on our plate. We have so many responsibilities. And and I don't mean much on our plate in regards to brownies. And <laughs> you're over there smirking. <laughs> and burgers. <laughs> I'm talking about the life we live in, the sense of taking care of everybody else. And then what usually happens is we don't take care of ourselves. So expound on that a little bit. What do you... What do you mean? Because in society, and you know, I see this in the church as well, is that uh, guys go out and their life really doesn't change. They're working. No. They get married. They keep working. Right. 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 And then they come home and they they take time off. And a lot of the guys in the church and certainly in the world expect their wife to go out and work. Right. Have kids. Come home. Take care of the kids. Fix a meal. Uh, wash the clothes, take care of everything else. And be a supermodel. And, oh yeah, supermodel. Okay, okay? and make sure there's lots of sex. Right. Okay. And, and here's what's even worse. A lot of women believe that they should be doing that as well. Right. There's a lot that they put on their plate. Either they've put it on there or the husband has put those demands on there. And so you have, for me, I have to ask myself as a wife, what is it that I want um, in my marriage? And I know if I start feeling really overweight, the last thing I want to do is show you my body. And then I, the next thought is, okay, well, that's not biblical for me to withhold my body from you. Right. Okay. So in my mind, I'm saying, okay, part of my ministry as a wife is to take care of my body. Okay. Okay. And, and and that's you know that's so crucial what you said and how you said it as part of your ministry as a wife. Right. Okay, because so many people, wives and husbands, uh, getting married is just a checkbox on the list of things they want to accomplish in their life. And so, you know, I get through school, I get a job, I now get married, check, and they think, "Hey, I'm done. Okay, what's next?" And that, that's really the wrong way to go about it. I mean, getting married, that's just the beginning of an entire lifetime. Well, it's and, a lifelong relationship that you have here on earth. Right. And so I wanted the marriage I walked down the aisle for. I didn't walk down the aisle for this stale platonic marriage. So talk about the ministry of marriage for a woman. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, obviously, well, there's, there's, the, relates, sexual, there's the sexual side. I want a passionate marriage. I don't want just a friendship. If I wanted just a friendship, I wouldn't have gotten married. I would have just had a dog and lived on my own and tended to myself. Okay, so in the order of priorities in your ministry of marriage as a wife, kind of line those up for me. How do those go? How do they go? Um, well... I know the Bible calls me to be your helper. Okay. And that will look different for every wife. You know, it might be um, you're self-employed. So when we first got married, I quit my job and I helped you in your business. And not every wife is married to a self-employed husband. Okay, but but helper. And helper. They can define that for themselves. But you'd put that as as a top. That That's like the number one priority in... Yeah, I, 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 I was... The Bible talks about the the woman being created for man. Okay. It does not say that the man was created for woman. Right. Okay. And then when I look at 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 4, and 5, it talks about um, I don't have authority over my body. You don't have authority over your body. It, our bodies are for one another. And, 
you know, we're not to deprive one another. And so no wife walked down the aisle thinking, I can't wait to deprive my husband of sex. Okay, it, it, it's not in our mind. We're waiting to have sex. We're, we're getting to the altar, waiting to have sex. And then, you know, when the kids come, it's just like, how do I still keep my marriage passionate? Okay, so let's go back to the priorities. Priority number one is being the helper. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I would say that. I mean... Okay, so, so, so as far as being the helper... Would you say that that is taking care of the home, the house, the husband, the the kids? Where the kids come in there? Where does yeah. sex come in there? Where's the well, job? Well, uh, I would I would put sex above um, dishes any day of the week. Okay. okay, I'm sure every husband would as well. <laughs> but but dishes need to be done. Okay, okay, laundry so, needs to be done. So helper, sex, dishes. <laughs> is that what we're talking about? You know there. I, I look at the Proverbs 31 woman. She was so industrious. She spoke with kindness. She feared the Lord in what she did. But then there's also the Song of Solomon. There's Solomon's wife, the passionate wife. The, that's the sex wife. So if you're removing sex from your marriage, over time, Satan will continue to destroy the marriage. Over time, the marriage will become platonic. Okay? So somewhere... In my young wifehood years, I had these thoughts. I don't want to lose the passion in the marriage. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to keep Thank the you, sex. Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to keep the sex alive, but I certainly had things in my life that could have drowned out that passion. I had to fight for the passion. Right, which brings us right back to priorities. You had to set priorities. I did. Uh, in order not to lose sight of what was important. I st I tried to remain feminine in the midst of the war zone of life. And okay. you could lose that feminine appeal because you put on the mom hat. And when you put on that mom hat and wear it all day long, the feminine femininity kind of goes straight out the window. Because you don't really have time to do your hair and time to put on makeup and lipstick and, and look nice because you're either either dealing with like tantrums or baby vomit or poop or whatever. But in those early years of motherhood, you have to be able to get through it, but not lose wifehood at the same time. Great point. And it's not that it's not that you dress up all the time or put the lipstick on all the time because you can't in that situation or in, right. in that time of life. Yeah, you have like but, no sleep. But you need to at some point because men are visual. Right. Okay? right. I mean, they are attracted to your beauty. And the, I want the, you attracted to my beauty. Right. Otherwise, you, you're, you're, I don't want to cause you to stumble. I mean, obviously, you're responsible. You have free will. You're responsible for your own actions and attitudes. But if I could inspire you to be more of that husband that I desire, I'm going to do that. And you do inspire me to do that. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I did not want to lose that feminine side because of the trials, because of living below poverty or having all the illness that I had. And I remember having a friend who said to me, you know, well, why are you always dressed nice and your hair's done and you have lipstick on? You're a mom. That's what she said to me. And I'm thinking, and then I said to her, I'm like, yes, but I'm a wife first. That, that is so crucial what you said there. And I, and I, I know it's coming from a man, but for these gals who are listening to understand that is so crucial that you're a wife first. Right. And wifehood is like the first thing to go out the window as soon as the kids come. Okay. 
because you're dealing with the kids or the husband is demanding that the wife go get a job or the wife is holding on to her career because that's her identity and then she then she stands back and says, you know, how come he's not that into me like he once was? And it's just like, well, I guess the question I'd have to ask myself, are you that into him as you once were? So you would put sex above the kids? I would put sex above the kids. But obviously, if my kid has a fever in the middle of the night, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, don't bother knocking. Okay. I, <laughs> not, I understand. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to do things that will keep our marriage bed alive and thriving um, to make sure that there is still an element of a husband and wife and not just co-parents right. living and, under the same roof. And in this, in today's society, there's such an overemphasis that it's all about the kids. Oh, and it's disgusting. It sickens me. And I even see it in the church that it's just like, you, you know, I see some of the choices that they're making that the home is child-centered. And right. again, the couple did not marry each other to have a, a child-centered home. I saw a quote on a wall in a pizza place we go to, and I think it was John Wooden said that the best thing, uh, the best thing a father can do for his children is to love his wife, to love her well, or something or his, like that. Right. To love their mother well. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. Right. Right. So, when a woman is struggling with her outer outer appearance, which I believe every woman does, the, and especially the older we get it's becoming more and more of a struggle. Little things that I do is just try to be intentional about having exercise in my life. And I used to be a runner. And here's what's so interesting. I was out, there's a trail behind our house. And and usually I will come back home to you and say, oh, I ran you know, a couple miles today, but I had to walk. So I was a runner right. with a side of walking. Okay, now I'm like a walker with a side of running. Then it's just <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little humiliating. but. I'm still out. There is still a sense of I'm trying to tend to my body. It's not at the level that it was five, ten years ago. Right. But in my mind, there's that I'm tending to the body that the Lord's given me. And I, and I think of Corinthians 6, 19, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Uh, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you're bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And so when I exercise or I limit the dessert or I drink water and do those little things, it helps me feel as if I'm tending to the body God's given me so I could glorify him in my marriage. Because if I don't want to be um, having my clothes off in front of you, I know I'm hindering, I'm hindering our marriage. Okay. And we're not talking about... We're not talking about you worshiping oh, no. your health. Which don't, be, don't make health an idol. Some people do. I yes. mean, they make working out like, you know, an idol. And we're not talking about that. But we are talking about being deliberate about what you want to be and, and, and where you want to be. Well, and I think that it's considerate to want to still present yourself in a manner where your spouse would view you as attractive. Like, we both would want to to be attractive to the other person, that that's just consideration as we go through marriage. Because again, I'm not looking to have you go astray because I've completely left, let myself go. And if I have completely let myself go, then it's like, okay, what can I do today? What are those baby steps that I could do today? So let's talk about what can she do in, in just a few steps here. 
I'm overweight and I feel uncomfortable having sex with my husband because... Lingerie and a candle. Start there. Okay? (laughs) And you laugh at that, but it's just like at least the marriage bed is taking place. At least the act of marriage is taking place. You know, find the lingerie. And, And so many times wives won't spend the money on those things to help them feel feminine. They'll spend it on their children. And I'm just like, oh... Yeah, don't do that because, you know, if you only have an extra spare 20, 30, $40 and your marriage isn't right and you guys are distant, that money most of the time will go to the kids or go to the ease of life instead of enhancing her femininity to help her connect with Fix him. Fix the marriage. Fix the marriage. Okay. Okay. So I would start with the, the go get some lingerie and some candles because... You know, candles hide a whole lot of cellulite. Lingerie covers up a whole lot of flab. Okay, start it. Start there. And then I would start with the little baby steps of making the intention to get out and do some type of movement every day. Well, and, and here's something for someone who's not used to exercising. It is always so, so hard to get started. Right. But once you get into a habit, it does become easier. Right. Right. And and Satan's going to be saying, oh, you don't need to do that. It's no big deal. He should love you for how you are. And it's just like, yes, we're to love one another. Yes, we're to extend unconditional love to one another. But I also, for me, I want to try and be to bless you and feel comfortable in the marriage bed. And most men don't usually have those thoughts of, oh, how do I feel about my body when, you know, in in the act of marriage, I mean, you guys aren't necessarily thinking about that. Well, and and part of it is, is that women, for the most part, are not making comments about that like men do. Right. I mean, right. You know, if you made comments about my flab, then I'd probably be more self conscious about it. So right. This is this goes back to the men. Don't make comments about the flab. Okay. Right. If if you want to help your wife, encourage her and lead her. And do it together because I guarantee it that you got flab too. Oh, you know, sure. The, the, as we age, I mean, right, everything kind of goes downhill. But I, I, there's a lot of husbands that have huge flab and they're pointing at their wife saying, hey, you need to do something. Right, right, right. So, and then you have the other side of if you start changing your diet and then he starts squawking about, I don't like this because it's rabbit food. It's just like he can't have it both ways. He can't expect to have, you know, a wife who's losing weight, but he wants to eat burgers and fries every single night. That it's just like, again, it goes back to consideration. But the wife has to say to herself, do I want to look better? Okay. She's got to come to to those terms. And she needs to be willing to have a conversation with him. Right. So many wives are afraid to approach their guy and say, hey. I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? We we will need to eat differently. Right. Are you okay with that? Or would you rather me? And she might have to take some stuff off her schedule. I say no to a lot of things because it's just like, okay, I know if I'm going to be cooking cleaner, healthier food, that takes more time in the kitchen. Right. You know, if I'm exercising on a regular basis, that takes more time out of my schedule, which means I have to say no to a lot of other things. Right. And... And probably the biggest one is that he's making her work. 
He's yeah. he's making her work yeah. and then expecting everything else. It's just like you're ridiculous. And and that's a different podcast, but guys Oh yeah, that'll be a can of worms yeah, that will be. It opening. is a can of worms, but I'm gonna open it just a little <laughs> bit right now. Guys, it is your responsibility to provide for your family. Right. The Bible the Bible says that if you don't do that, then you're worse than an unbeliever. Yes. Okay? So and and it was it was Adam's curse to toil the field. Right. Okay. Right. So you know, deal uh, yeah. Deal with that. Think about that. And then, uh, but don't write me your nasty emails because I don't care. Well, they're going to end up in my inbox anyways. <laughs> that's why I don't care. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another podcast for another day. But, you know, every wife wants to feel beautiful um, just for herself. And if the relationship in the marriage is still a good marriage, she does want to look beautiful for her guy as well. Right. So when she stops caring about herself because of him, then that's a whole nother level. And he'll start feeling like I feel because I got a gal that still wants to look pretty for me. Okay? I mean... Even I, when you get the bill from Ulta and, and and our son says, what's Ulta, daddy? Is he's reconciling the accounts and you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, the store where your mother gets all her stuff and then you realize the expense and then our son says, which without any prompting, he said, but she wants to look pretty for you. And I thought, isn't that interesting that he picked up on that? Which is which is huge. I mean, how many guys don't like their gals to want to be pretty for them? That is a big, big thing that a husband wants. That is like on his list that she takes care of her outer appearance. Right. But at what cost? At what cost? Because she can't do it all. Well, and, and I would say, gals, when you do do that, tell him that you're doing that for him. Right, because okay. we're fine throwing on a hat and being in sweats all day right. long. Don't don't just let him think you're just doing it because you're going out. Tell him, hey, right. I dress up like this. I put up the list, the lipstick for you. Right, that'll make right. a difference. Right, and he he hopefully will appreciate that. If he doesn't, send him to me, and I'll slap him a couple times. <laughs> well, that's my thoughts. Hopefully, this will encourage this wife to at least get back into the marriage bed and move forward in working on her her outer appearance, so she feels. Um, a little bit more comfortable. But again, don't make it an idol. Great, great thoughts. And until next time, I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel at jolaneengel.com.